You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another episode of Televised Heroics. Wow, haven't said that in a while, Daniel. It has been uh, a while since uh, maybe August. Ooh, was it August? I, mean, I know the last thing that we talked about uh, was... Well, did we make it to the be- we didn't even make it to the beginning of Walking Dead. We didn't no. make it to the end of Fear the Walking Dead. No. We didn't make it to the end of Preacher. No. Um we didn't make it to the end of Cloak and Dagger. No. <laughs> so, yes, we're a little behind. Life has gotten in the way, but you know what? We are going to get to those shows. We're going to get to all that stuff probably in our next episode because Daniel, yeah. We are here today to talk about one thing and one thing only. The best thing. It wasn't the best one, but... It's not the best one, but it's probably the best thing that happens to these shows. Yes. So the crossover event of the CW this year was called Elseworlds, and I was super happy with it. I, you know, last year, you know, just set the bar so high up, so this year, I was, you know, and the hype was there. You know, so I thought it was okay, but definitely probably better than the other ones, except for last year's, obviously. I, I understand that, and I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Crisis on Earth X was pretty fucking awesome, and I mean, I, we did, what, two shows about it, right? Yeah. So I can get that. I get that, but I I really enjoyed this this episode. Not, not I didn't enjoy it more than Crisis on Earth X, but I really enjoyed this crossover. All the nods and the references were really nice. That's what really made this. Uh, it really this one did, for me. yeah. Um, so, like I said, when we come back again, and it might not necessarily Another be next year. week. No, <laughs> it might be in next year. We will do a recap of all the shows that we've missed. Yep. We will do a recap of the first half of the first season of all the CW shows. And bear with us, listeners, loyal listeners. We will definitely get back to you on all those shows. So. What, uh, but what we want to talk about today is the crossover Elseworlds. Yeah. What did you, well, what did you think of the beginning? So we saw that ending many times, or that beginning of the, the, the crossover many times in all the shows that ended last week. Cause last week was the winter finale for all the, the shows. Oh, it was last week? Yeah, the week before. I, I believe it was. I want to okay. say it was because it also included the 100th episode of yeah, Flash. The Flash. Yeah, Flash. Yeah. Um, it's just so weird because typically the way they've done it is they've done the crossover and then they have one more episode and then go on their winter break. Right. And I think they did it the other way this time. Okay. I think. I'm not positive on that. But uh, at the end of every episode that week, they did this thing where they had... Um, they showed the part where John Wesley Ship's Flash is crawling towards, uh, well, his Earth is being devastated, and it's Earth-90. So let's talk about that first. Earth-90. We've been told on this universe, that, or this multiverse, that there's only 52 Earths, and well, I guess technically 53, because Earth-X is the 53rd one. Right, that's out of 
whatever they called it. They right. Explained it. Yeah, the way that uh, uh, Harrison Harrison Wells explained it. But uh, yeah, so this is Earth ninety. Now I always think that's funny because later on, when John John Wesley ships Barry Allen comes in, he goes, "No, no, I'm from Earth 90. It's like, how does he know that it's Earth ninety? Why does he call it Earth ninety? Like we've we've talked about this before. <laughs> like, why did they call it Earth two before? You know, why does it, why is it called Earth eight? Like, I can understand if Barry our Barry first called it Earth ninety, but John Wesley ship comes in and goes, "Oh, we're Earth 90. It's like, is it designated somewhere? Is it like? Written on something somewhere says, "Oh, you are now entering Earth 90." Who knows? I Who's mean, the script. I know, but I mean, like, it just feels like, uh, uh, it's it feels weird to be like, "Well, this is Earth One. Like, we're the best. We're the original. Like, kind of thing." Right. So, okay. So that's Earth 90. He goes up yep. to the monitor. The monitor's there, and he's like, "Why are you doing this?" And he says, "Oh, I'm I'm." I do whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. Now, LaMonica Garrett is the guy who plays the monitor. Okay. I listened to a podcast where he was talking, and they were like, hey, uh, they were calling him La Monitor <laughs> on, on the show, on the thing. Funny thing about that guy's hair in the sh- episode, that's yeah. his real hair. Really? He went to the barbershop and got that shit cut that way. Wow. Because he was dedicated. <laughs> Damn. He said that when he was at the barbershop and the barber kept cutting... To look at, he's like, "Are you sure this is what you want?" He's like, "Yeah, bro, just do it. You know, just keep doing it." So, uh, what did you think of that opening scene? We saw a lot of dead heroes, a lot of mayhem, a lot of chaos. I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. To be completely honest, and just to see, you know, all those fallen heroes, and to see just uh, the Flash crawl, to see what was going on, that was devastating. So we saw a lot of dead heroes. We saw, uh, we saw Captain cold we saw yeah. green arrow and i thought that was funny because the green arrow we saw on the ground looked like the costume that you would saw that was worn by the green arrow in smallville uh we saw a uh, firestorm we saw yeah. we saw one of the hawks one of the hawks that was definitely a man yeah so it would have been hawk man but the, the helmet that we saw would have been it could have been hawk girl or hawk, hawk woman or hawk man yeah uh I feel like there was one more person that we saw, and I can't think of who it is at the moment. Possibly a lantern? We didn't see a lantern, but that is interesting you brought that up, because John Wesley Ship's uh, Barry says to John Diggle when he meets him on our Earth that, hey, John, you know, it's nice to see you here. Oh, you're not wearing your ring, though. Yeah. So it's definitely in canon now that and so on, on Earth 90... John Diggle is John Stewart. Yep, and it's <laughs> awesome. Because <laughs> we talked about that before when he right. was at Phoenix Comic Con. They said they were when uh, when John was getting married to, to Lila, Lila, they were gonna say, "John Stewart Diggle, do you take Lila to be your wife?" And they cut it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> um, but that is that is pretty awesome. So. From there, you have uh, that that Barry, that Flash running away, and we start the episode. the The monitor gives the the book to John Dig- Deegan, yep, and uh, uh, shenanigans ensue. So we're not going to sit here and just recap, right? Right. So, what's some of the big revelations that we got from this? There's so much you can't just. That's a loaded question. You can just start off with that. <laughs> um, I mean, one of the bigger things. Um, 
I, I don't know. I'm just going to say it was a uh, fun seeing the uh, timeline being changed around quite a bit. So <laughs> that's where a lot of the fun ensued. I mean, it was fun. Uh, yeah. Seeing the timeline change and then everybody immediately assuming that, what did you do, Barry? Yeah. <laughs> did like, you time travel? Did you time travel? Did you do something like even when Oliver wakes up in Barry's place, he's like, Oh no, what did Barry do? Like, yep. it's the first thing he says. <laughs> Uh, the fact that, you know, I exactly, like, I love that they, they kept trying to say, is it a Freaky Friday? Is it a Quantum Leap? It doesn't quite make sense because it's, it's actual history being rewritten where Barry Allen looks like Oliver Queen and Oliver Queen looks like Barry Allen. And that's the way it was supposed to be. Right. Because even we see the pictures. The mug shots. Yeah. It's all... <laughs> You know, that's the two of them in the different outfits. Mayor Queen, you know, is is a green arrow and it was freaking uh Barry. It's, yeah, it's Barry's look. And so it's Grant Gustin yeah. is the best way to put it. Uh it's 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 interesting because Barry ends up with all the skills that Oliver has. Right. Because he even says, look. You would have had your ligaments stretched out to a point that you, you know dislocating your thumb is gonna is not gonna hurt as much. It's not gonna be that bad. You're not gonna break your hand because uh, that's what I did. But then Barry himself doesn't have those memories, right? He but, he, but he does have the skills, right? Because we do see him take on a couple of people. He takes on a lot of people. Yeah, that that was pretty awesome. Obviously, Grant Gustin for as the Flash. <laughs> Doesn't have to uh, train to do fight scenes. He just swings every now and then. He swings every now and then, and you know everything goes into fast fast time, anyways. Whereas Stephen Amell does train. He trains a lot to be uh, the Green Arrow. I'm not saying that he's the one that's always doing the fighting. I assume a stunt double steps in there a lot, but you there are scenes where you get to see Stephen Amell's face. Yeah, and he's so, kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, he's kicking ass, and those fight scenes usually. Uh, are filmed a lot better right. than what we saw in this one when the, Barry's the one that's doing the fight scenes. This one was a lot of uh, wide shots or and a cut lot of scenes or cut fast cuts and stuff like that. Yeah. Just so you can see, you know, that it was him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the other thing is that obviously Oliver has Barry speed and he has to get used to it. So they talk about how they have to, be like each other to use their powers, quote unquote powers, to the proper way. Barry ha- Barry has to be more dark so that he can channel the darkness that he needs to be to, to be brooding <laughs> to be Green Arrow, and uh, Oliver has to be more happy and enjoy life to to get the full access to the to the Speed Force, which is lame. It, it is pretty lame. Way. It shouldn't work that way. <laughs> Uh, I, I did think that was, that was cheesy, but it was a cool, it was a nice little plot point, I guess, or, or story device. Um, I, I brought this up during the, the when we were watching it, that, that, that was a, a plot device in Teen, Teen Titans, Titans, the animated Teen Titans, when, uh, Raven and Stargirl, or Stargirl, Starfire, Starfire yeah, switch places. Like, she has, Starfire has to control all of her emotions so that she can control her magic, whereas Raven ends up having to express emotion so that she can control her alien powers. Right. 
So uh, it, it's kind of what they did. And then Kara comes out and says, look, I'm glad you guys finally got to speed with me. I knew that shit a long time ago kind of thing. But I was just like, ah, really? <laughs> uh, what did you think of the Smallville theme song coming on when they were on uh, they were on the Kansas or the farm or the Kent farm? Oh, that made me laugh, man! You know, I had a big ass smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I did enjoy it. I thought they were, I thought they were good. I thought they were gonna be at like the Smallville Earth, whatever Earth that would have been. Yeah. Like I, I guess if Earth ninety is the one that was. Uh, John Wesley Ship's TV show Flash, then I guess that would have been Earth 2000 or... <laughs> I get it. Yeah, because the show came out in the year 2000. Yeah. Was it 2000 or 2001? I think it was 2000. So, but it wasn't. It ended up being Cars Earth, Earth 38. Uh, yeah. It just happened to be the Kent Farm. And apparently, if we remember, Car went to Argo City. Yeah. When... Uh, what was it with uh, with um, Lois? Not Lois. Uh, I'm talking about Kara. Kara oh. went to Argo City with Monel. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last so, season. Last season. And uh, I guess she came back to Earth and told Clark about it. So Clark and Lois went to go investigate. Right. Uh, so they spent a lot of time up there, which comes up comes up later. Yeah. They're having a baby. They're having a baby. Clark and Lois are having a baby, and then they they got engaged. Right. This I, episode was just trying to like here. Let's you know. I honestly think that's going to be their show. They're going to have a show because so so Car so says another Lois and Clark. <laughs> essentially, yes. It's going to be actually it's going to be where Lois and Clark left off because the episode the last episode of Lois and Clark is them having a baby. Oh, okay. So this is going to be this show will be when they have that baby, and then how are they going to how are they going to how they're going to deal with having a child and being a superhero kind of thing, I bet. Because um, Kara even says, oh, so that means you're going to go to Argo City for nine months. And he goes, eh, probably a little bit longer. So I, I assume the CW is setting up to have a Superman Lois Lane show. And in that show, they might not come back to Metropolis. They might just stay on Argo. And it's, it, the show might be them being in outer space. That'd be cool. Dealing with uh, stuff out there because you don't want to have them in Metropolis. That's already Star or Supergirl. Like yeah. that show's not going to be any different, right? And I mean, uh, Clark even said it to Kara. He's like, you know, I'm okay because you're, you know, you're a lot better than I am. So you know, they don't need two of us, right? I can go away. I can. I feel like I'm leaving the the Earth and it's in good hands, right? Um, I I kind of make it makes me feel like I don't know if you you're reading um Superman comics right now. No. But in Superman comics, they have uh, Lois and Clark have a child, John Kent, and you know he has superpowers, and they're dealing with a, you know a child growing up with superpowers. I feel like that might be something that they do. Nice. Yeah, it'll be like uh, Jack Jack from The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not a baby with superpowers. He's like a preteen. I think he's like oh, okay. ten or something like that. But. Um, I, they might they might do a massive time jump, yeah. To, for him to be ten, you know that could that could that could be interesting too. Maybe they will come back to Earth. Who knows? <laughs> um. So yeah, we got to because we spent a lot of time with the Kents in the, at the very end of the the crossover. Yeah. So it makes me think that they will that they're really pushing for that show. I hope so. 
we already know that Batwoman is going to be getting her own show at the starting of the fall of 2019. And it's slated for a full 23 episodes. Full 23 episodes. So uh, let's talk about Batwoman for a little bit. We got to see Gotham City. Now, this episode, the, the episode that deals with that, which was the Arrow episode. Right. The middle episode. Like, I, I really thought, well, one, I really thought we were going to have a lot more of John Wesley Ship's Batman, or, or Flash in there. Oh, so did I. If he's really not in it all that no. much. I thought we were going to have a lot more Batwoman in it, and she's really not in it all that no. much. Uh, I thought that we would have more of Clark and Lois in it. And they, they are in it a pretty good amount. Yeah. Especially Clark, or at least Tyler Hoechlin. However you say his name. Hoochlin? I don't know. Hoochlin, Hoechlin. He's in it a lot because he plays dual roles. Yeah. He plays he plays himself, Superman, or he plays himself. He plays Clark and Superman, <laughs> but then he also, he has to play the Superman that's actually John Deegan. Yeah. The black suit Superman. That suit looks so badass. <laughs> that was an inter- That was a really cool suit. Like, to me, the black suit Superman always indicates the black suit that came from when he died. Right. That's what I think. I automatically go back to the 90s and, you know, him coming back. But that suit doesn't have a cape on it. So when when they throw a cape on it, I think it's supposed to be more evil. Right. It indicates an evil person. Dictator. Yeah. So uh, getting back to Batwoman and Gotham City. Right. I thought this was interesting because Kara knows all about Batman and Gotham City because there's a Batman in Gotham City on her Earth. So, yeah. So even though the two worlds are so different, two, the two Earths are so different, because there's no... Because when the first time that Barry went to Earth-38 and met Supergirl, he he saw that there was no Barry there. There was none of no his Ollie. friends there. There was no Ollie. There was no Felicity. Like All those people didn't exist. But from this crossover, we find out that there is an Alex on... On all Earth the One, <laughs> yeah, just about all the Earths on Earth One. There is uh, who who else did we we find out? There was um, someone else that's from uh, Supergirl's Earth. Oh, who was it? Uh, I don't remember. It's it's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's interesting because they do have those characters on Earth One that don't exist on Earth Thirty Eight. Um, but Batwoman tells, or the story goes that Bruce Wayne has left Gotham three years ago. Right. Batman got fed up with, with Gotham years ago. So I guess all the work that Batman was doing, he just, he couldn't get it done. Yeah. He, he felt defeated. So when he felt defeated, Bruce Wayne ended up having to leave because, uh, Gotham was just too, uh, strung out or whatever. But Kate is still there. Now, do you think that that's the true story? Do you think Batman gave up? No. So do you think something happened to Batman? Yes. Or like I mentioned, what if um, you know they're just doing the whole Christopher Nolan um, follow-up and you know he left with Catwoman. He left with Selina. Wow. So you think? So you think that kind of follows the Christopher Nolan universe, which wouldn't make would make sense because we see the Bane's Bane mask. Mask. Yeah. Yeah. He he left after the whole no man's land that happened in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, he left he left the the city and went to go live a life with Selena in Italy or whatever it is. Right. But Gotham is still in very bad condition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so his sister, or not sister, I'm sorry, his cousin, cousin Kate Kane, takes it upon herself to be the new 
Mansell, protector, the bat. Yeah, the bat of uh, of Gotham City. She doesn't seem to be doing too good of a job. That looks just as bad as before. I mean, people are doing committing crimes in open daylight. In open daylight, there's a there's a a welcome committee, so to speak, <laughs> that just comes up and, and mugs you, know, you. Yeah, it mugs you if you if you're from out of town. Which there's so many people in that city. How are they going to know? Oh, this guy's an out of towner. Give her your money. <laughs> uh, I, I pointed that out. Was that that guy is a stuntman? Uh, kind of not not a famous stuntman, but kind of famous stuntman. He was he was in John Wick. He's in the the bar fight scene with uh with John Wick. Okay. But he was also the 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 guy who replaces Agent Smith in the Matrix Three. That, oh. That Neo fights like on the train. I think it's a train. So, okay. So yeah, that's uh, that that guy's a pretty big stunt fighter guy. Nice. Uh, but Grant Gustin as Oliver Queen takes him down <laughs> pretty awesomely. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of references from Batman. In, yeah. In Gotham, obviously. Definitely in Arkham. Definitely Arkham. So we have a Cobblepot. We yeah. have Enigma. We have Isley. We have yeah, we have poison ivy. We have uh, clayface. Uh, we have a doctor, or a, yeah, uh, Mister Freeze, Freeze or Mr. Mrs. Fre- Freeze. In yeah, this point. Mrs. Freeze and Mister Freeze, because the the gun itself says Mister Freeze on it. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, Nora Freeze, his his wife, is there, and she apparently is also in Arkham Asylum, and she needs to stay cold. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand why it is. I mean, maybe we'll see more of her development in, you know, Batwoman. Maybe. I could see that. And I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's something they did in in the Batwoman comics that made Nora Freeze a villain or something. That's true. To me, she's always just been the, the tragic uh, character. Um, yeah. and the one Frozen. That, yeah, Frozen. Until Freeze can try and figure out a cure for her disease. Yeah. Um, Psycho Pirate. Psycho Pirate's a big part of it. Now... They introduce him at the beginning of that episode, but it's mainly to bring him back for the end of, yeah. this, of the crossover because he plays a big part in Crisis on Infinite Earths, yep. if I remember correctly. Uh, obviously, the Monitor plays a big part in the Crisis on Infinite Earths. He's the one, and, and and if I remember correctly, and I don't, I probably don't because I never read Crisis on Infinite Earths. I've only heard about skimmed it or it. skimmed <laughs> it. Yeah, read the Wikipedia page. Before that was mul- Crisis on mul- Multiple Earths. And yeah. that's what we get when we have the monitor going to different Earths, trying to test them to see if they're they can withstand the anti-monitor, and that's who the monitor is referring to throughout this whole crossover. Saying there's a threat coming. There's a big threat coming. A big crisis coming. So, Psycho Pirate's going to be a big part of it. I wonder if we're going to get a Power Girl. I wonder if we're going to get. She would have to come through a diff- from a different universe, right? We. I mean, if they do Crisis on Infinite Earths, it's going to be a lot of different. Versions, <laughs> yeah, different versions. Um, yeah, we we'd have to we'd have to get all those things. And Psycho Pirate, I don't I don't know what part he plays in Christ on Infinite Earths, but they obviously are setting that up because he says the lines: "Earths will die, people or uh, people will perish, or something." Yeah, like that. something like that. Uh, and uh, John Deegan is his cellmate kind yeah. of this next door neighbor in the cells do they can just look dead well that's what dr destiny looks like in the comic book he he has like a skull face and he kind of thinks skeletor kind of thing but okay. with a cape yeah so uh yeah that's dr dr destiny in the comic books has 
the ability to take your dreams and that's right and manifest them and and, and turn them into turn you into uh, or turn turn them against you. So he's kind of doing the same thing in this. He's using the book of destiny to turn people's realities different. Okay, change people's realities. Now the thing, one of the thing is with the monitor. He talks a lot, or at least when Barry or Barry, when Oliver goes to talk to him about you know saving Barry and Kara, uh, he's like the monitor starts talking about balance. Yeah. Now, what other comic book thing did we see recently that that had a lot to do with balance? Oh, what could it have been? What big war could it have <laughs> been where there the big bad guy kept saying everything needs to be balanced? Infinity, Infinity war. war. That's right. <laughs> Do you feel like maybe they were trying to be like, hey, we can do it too? Maybe. Yeah. On so, a TV show budget. <laughs> on a TV show budget. That's one thing I want to say. When they brought in the Amazo robot, that thing looked fucking awesome. It looked evil as hell. I couldn't <laughs> believe they brought in Amazo, dude. Amazo, the the Amazo robot is so cool. It's it's one of the I think it's one of the the coolest like uh, JLA villains because he can he can replicate any superhero's power. And turn it against him. It was awesome seeing uh, the different crest symbols. On yeah, his the different crests. Chest change every time. I mean, obviously, I would have loved to see the brainy fight. You know, the two of them fight each other. That would have been awesome. But maybe that was just a little bit too much for the budget. Or have been, you know, a simple hack. Oh, I'm in your system. You're done. Yeah, that could have. That would have been cool too. He probably ended up doing something like that. But you, you see him rip uh, the the motherboard out. Right. Uh, but earlier we saw um, Barry as the Green Arrow shoot the all right in the eyeball. Yeah, right in the eyeball. That was that was pretty cool too. Like that that fight scene of Superman, Supergirl, Green Arrow, and Flash taking on Amazo. I thought it came out really really well. I thought um, they made it so that Barry had to understand how to use all the tech tactics. All the arrows? Well, not just the arrows. Sorry, excuse me. All the tac- tactical knowledge that Oliver would have had to figure out how to take him down. And that's what he did. He said he had Oliver run the thing around. He had uh, the two super beans, like, hold him. Yeah, yeah, pull him apart. Yeah, hold him down. And then, you know, so that and then uh, Oliver had to make it so that he didn't phase. And then arrow to the eye. Yep. Which then also introduced the virus. Uh, what did you think of how they finally got Iris to believe that Barry was Barry and Oliver was Oliver? It was cheesy. It's cheesy. <laughs> like both episodes of, of Flash and Arrow both end on very cheesy notes. But I mean, it's on the CW, so they gotta you know write something you know to make heart uh, teenagers' hearts melt. Yeah. Are teenagers watching these shows though? I don't know. I At really do feel I don't like they don't. Think, I don't <laughs> think they are. So yeah, you know, you had to get the point where you show that Iris and, and Barry's relationship is so good, and then we get to the Arrow episode where you have to show that Oliver and Felicity's relationship is not good. But it's always been strained. It's very much so. And Oliver. So that was another thing about this crossover. Even though I like the flat the the Arrow show, I've always complained that it's way too dark. Because this episode really showed me the Green Arrow that I read in the comic books. Yeah. The Oliver in the in the comic books is so lighthearted. I mean, when things are serious, he's serious. 
but he's he's very much like the old school Errol Flynn fucking Robin Hood. Like he's got a smile on his face when he's shooting an arrow. He loves Black Canary. You know, the two of them, you know, fight fight crimes with a smile on their face. And we got to see Stephen Amell with a smile on his face throughout most of this uh, crossover because he was the Flash. Because he, he was the Flash. Awesome. So powers. like you could find you can have a a version of Oliver that has a uh, a smile on his face, and that would be more accurate to the comic book. And that's kind of what I would love to see. Maybe, maybe you know, from all the buzz that was probably generated on Twitter, that maybe they somebody brought up like, "Oh my God, it's a happy, you know, happy Oliver." Maybe they'll take it into consideration to make him be a little bit happier. Maybe I mean I could see that, but. The bit. Hold on, you're missing the point though. The whole thing of the episode was about change. That you're, you're absolutely right. That's a big point. Was all about change. It was a big thing about change. About you know, and it was also about like uh, not letting the people in your life not know that how you feel about them. Right. Because you never know what's going to happen, which is kind of a theme that they do a lot in these sh- these type of shows. But it was important for for Oliver to go and tell Felicity, hey. I know we're having problems right now (laughs) as Barry. We're having problems right now, but you need to trust that I will make things right. I will make these right eventually. But I don't know at this point because he had to make a promise to. Uh, That's what I was going to get at. So at the beginning of the episode or the crossover, um, you have a point where Iris is talking to Oliver, who she thinks is Barry, and she's telling her. You know when Barry or Oliver first went to prison, Felicity called me, and she was so upset because he made this deal with the DA or the FBI guy lady, and she didn't. He didn't. Conf, he didn't consort with. Uh, he didn't consult with anybody. Consult with with anybody, but let alone Felicity, his wife. Right. And he just made this decision, and she was like, she was going on about how this that's how that's not how we are, Barry. You know, you and me, we're we're a great team. We work together. Perfectly and stuff like that. So he makes a promise to her that, you know, I'm going to be better. But then he goes and makes a deal with the monitor, which is very much like this deal that he made with the, the, the FBI. The FBI. He makes a deal with the monitor. We don't exactly know what but, that um, deal is. Obviously, we won't find out until you Crisis know, cro- on, yeah, on the next crossover. Yeah. Maybe. I have, an, I've, I have a speculation. I want to say. Okay, go on. I think that Oliver is not going to make it out of season seven. Ooh. I think that they brought in Emiko uh, for a reason. I think she's going to be the new Green Arrow. Okay. As she already is in the show. Yeah. If you're watching. Um, and I think that maybe at the end of this season, like the balance that... Because the idea was that Barry and Kara were going to sacrifice themselves to uh defeat Slow. to defeat dr destiny right and by d- the way they were going to do that is they're going to travel so fast around the world to slow down time so that everybody else would have the the time to defeat dr destiny get the book away from to him. get the book away from him now as they're doing it they were going to their faces were starting to kind of peel away melt away and very much in the essence of barry allen's death during the crisis on infinite earth yeah now, if they were to do so, Bear, or Oliver goes to talk to uh, Monitor and says, "Hey, you know they need to survive. They're the best of us. They're the ones that that will be able to go up against your your great threat that's coming." So technically, Kara is not part of this Earth, right? Right. She's another Earth. 
So he can save her, but if he saves Barry, someone else from the intention, the thing that you're you're kind of getting that's being alluded to is that someone else from this Earth has to die. Okay. So I'm guessing Oliver said, "Look, I will sacrifice myself," because he even says that earlier. Monitor says, "I know you, Oliver. I, uh, you are." You have a death wish. He goes, oh, wait, no, you're not. You don't have a death wish. You're just willing or you're not. He says you're eager to die. He says, oh, you're not eager to die. You're just willing to sacrifice yourself. Right. And I mean, it's all there. All the points are there. So I think by the end of the season, something's going to come up. He's going to end up having to he's going to end up dying and monitor is going to be there to take him away. Okay. Which actually could make a lot of sense, too, because, um, you know, for those watching Arrow, um, there has been a, alluding to it that, you know, Felicity's, you know, turned into a villain. So what if, uh, his, you know, Ollie's death is what makes, pushes her over the edge and she becomes a bad guy. Very much. I, I, I could believe all of that happening. Cause yeah, if you're watching Arrow right now, they're doing flash forwards and in the flash forward, uh, William is kind of tracing down the last steps of Felicity because supposedly she's dead. She's right. gone and did some terrible things. She set up bombs in to the future. To destroy yeah. Star City. And uh, it, it's all supposed to be stemming from when she had Diaz in a, uh interrogation room. She held a gun to his head ready to shoot him. Right, but that didn't happen because they agreed that if they brought in Diaz to custody, then, you know, um, Ollie would be free. Would go free, right. So... Oliver, what Diaz says to Oliver is like, she held a gun to my head. She was going to do it. She was going to kill me. And and Oliver didn't want to believe that. She says, no, that's not my wife. That's not Felicity. She wouldn't do that. But when he meets Felicity again, when he gets out of prison, he's like, oh, you know, she's like, I had to change. I had to be something different because you left me alone. You left me here uh, by myself, by sacrificing yourself. So that's why they're kind of in the outs with each other right now because Apparently, Oliver has become too uh, gentle after being in prison, <laughs> and Felicity has become too hard. Yeah, which is definitely not what we saw. No, <laughs> not at all. So, go ahead. Oh, I was to say, if anything, I mean, uh, Ollie remained just as hard as ever, and <laughs> Felicity was just kind of like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I need to do something. <laughs> she had to take advice from Anatoly. That's true. She did have to take advice from Anatoly. Uh, we did, we did get to see her a lot in this episode or this crossover a lot. Okay. A lot in the arrow episode. Um, she's brought in for her scientific know-how cause you know, when you're a scientist, you just know everything. everything. Uh, you're whatever science thing they need you to do that week. You know, one thing that this episode lacked is, um, you know, last crossover, we had all of the geeks or all the nerds just make so many references to other sci-fi <laughs> stuff. And, like, we just got a few, and that's what, you know, kind of made, made it a little bit sad. Yeah, the only references we got in this one were Freaky Friday and Quantum, Quantum Leap. Leap. Yeah. Um, and so we got Cisco making that. F- no, we had Barry making that first. Then Cisco yeah. makes it. Then uh, Mr. Terrific makes it. Yeah. Curtis and uh, Barry agreed. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's more quantum leap. He's like, oh, God, that's right. You know, yeah, Ollie would have never said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so the person that would have made those jokes in Supergirl would have been um, Flynn. Flynn, yes, thank you. But he's no longer on the show. Right. Brainy took his spot. 
Brainy doesn't know about pop culture references. Right. And since we didn't have the legends, we didn't have Palmer and uh, we didn't have Nate, uh, Nate Haywood. Yeah. Right? To make those references. But we did get a little bit of the legends because Gary made it into the world. <laughs> yep. Bartender. <laughs> as a bartender at Cisco's bar. Now, why do you think they decided of all the people to bring over was Barry or Gary? I'm sorry. <laughs> because everybody loves Gary. <laughs> He's just a lovable doof. That and I mean, who would expect you know someone a goofball like him to be at a you know bartending at like the highest crime bar? Right, the bar with all the criminals are at. What if Gary is something more important? I mean, at this point, you know, I'd believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, I mean, Legends obviously takes takes place with a lot of things where time changes or history changes or uh, reality changes. And in this episode, a lot of reality is changing over and over. What if Gary is something that's like, I, 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 the best thing I can think is like the watcher from the Marvel universe, but he's, I don't know what he'd be in DC universe. Maybe he is the anti monitor. Maybe he's just been sticking around and, and watching shit, you know? Yeah, um, just playing it off by being a goofball. Right, exactly. So then when he turns <laughs> out to be the big fucking bad... Nobody's going to expect it. Nobody's <laughs> going to expect it. Do you think... And so, yeah, the Legends weren't a part of this crossover this year. And we didn't watch the tie-in episode yet, um, which I, I can't wait to watch. Because uh, from what I understand, they did have... Um, Their own type of crossover. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you think... Do you think they'll be involved in next year's crossover? Definitely. They have to, right? Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to help out and, you know, possibly bring some heroes from from the past as well. Now, if it actually is Crisis on Infinite Earths, because that's the thing that we see at the end of the the episode. And then also Stephen Amell tweeted it out uh, the next day or whenever. Do they bring in Black Lightning, too? They have to. So then it could be a five episode. No, by that time, Batwoman would be involved, too. Seven. Seven is, it, seven is there seven shows so it's it's uh arrow flash uh supergirl black lightning legends, legends batwoman oh so six so six close is there only six yeah it's only six that would be insane six episode crossover that would probably be uh over a three day three day event two episodes two episodes a night yeah wow do you think they'd do it? Oh, hell think, yeah. Do you they think they'd be to. bold enough to do that? Well, um, I don't know if you remember from the first season, Black Lightning, it's confirmed that uh, both Superman and Supergirl exist on his world. Yes. So I remember that. Definitely. So what do you think What do you think uh, Black Lightning's Earth is? Earth, I mean... 30-something? 40-something? You think it's 38-something? Because 38 is Supergirl. Yeah. I could see... Yeah, it could probably be something like that. Or maybe, you know... But I was talking about this with someone else. What if... Superman and Supergirl don't actually exist in their universe, but the comic book versions of them do. Like, comic book, like... Oh. Yeah. So when they were saying things like that, they were just saying, oh, I'm not I'm not Superman, or I'm not Supergirl, or something like that. But I think um, one of the episodes of the first season, they said that Supergirl, like, flew in and, like, beat someone up or something. Did they? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember, I don't remember exactly the reference, but I do remember talking about it. Yeah. Those things exist in this world. Yeah, and it would make sense because um, Anissa was reading the comics mm-hmm. in the library. That's so right. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Some superheroes could exist in comic, you just know, comic, comic book, book form, form. Yeah. Okay, so 
Yeah, if they were able, if uh, the other big part of Crisis on Infinite Earths is that you also have Earth Zero. Yeah. Now Earth Zero is the world where there are no superheroes, and it's just it's our world essentially. It's the world where you can read about superheroes in comic books, but then they find the one guy named Clark Kent, the boy who's named Clark Kent, who also does have superpowers, and like they bring it out of him. Yeah. So that could be interesting if they do that too. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the Smallville universe to come in, and you get Lois and Clark universe, and just everybody converges. Like, CW <laughs> Warner Brothers spends all this money <laughs> to yes. just make this six-hour crossover event that would be on... If they didn't sell that on Blu-ray, they would oh, be stupid. Yeah, they would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I don't know if they could do that, because apparently the ratings for this year's crossover didn't do as well as last year's crossover well maybe that's why they immediately the day after premieres or after uh steven amell was done filming you know he tweeted it saying confirming next year's is crossover. Be crossover yeah because that which is also weird because we we didn't we didn't know about the we didn't know that we were doing elseworlds for this year's crossover until about a month ago i think no it was like i think it was about time this the season started okay because I remember thinking at Comic-Con they were going to announce it, and they didn't announce it. That's right. So, it, yeah, I think it was about around the time the, the season started. Yeah. Damn, they waited a long time. They did. They very much did. Interesting. Uh, I We were talking about this uh, before we started recording. Interesting. I agree with you that, um, you know, interesting title, Elseworlds, mm-hmm. because we don't see other else, not too many Elseworld characters. Right. Yeah. So, like... One of the most famous Elseworlds books that's out there. Now, DC Comics, for anybody who doesn't know, DC Comics had a line of books where they wanted to take characters that you already knew and then put them in situations that were different from them. Right. Like, uh, the the most famous one is Superman Red Sun, I would say. Oh, that's awesome. So that's that. the idea in that is what you're seeing in Supergirl right now, kind of. It's what if, uh, instead of landing in Kansas... Uh, Superman landed in Soviet Russia, and in Soviet Russia, he grows up as the he grows up as like um, is it, would it be there. Stalin's? Is it Stalin? No, who's the leader? I think it would be. Who's Stalin? Stalin. Lenin? No, it had to be Stalin. I think. Wait. Yes. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> you know the it, it he grows up as uh, as a property of the state, and he becomes the 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 champion of of Russia. They win the Cold War. Everything is Russia. Russia is a superpower. Uh, you know the yep. the main superpower. Uh, the other the other uh other ones that I've read in the past is, is like Superman lands in the jungle. So essentially, <laughs> the Jungle Book, but with superpowers. That's awesome. Batman. Uh, Batman, what's what's the Elseworld with Batman? Well, te- Batman, isn't it? N- that's not technically an Elseworld. That's okay. just that's another universe. That would be Earth three. Well, it would be Earth three in comic books. This, I, I don't know if they if they did the Crime Syndicate of America in <laughs> in the in the crossover at some point. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, there's one called Speeding Bullets. So Speeding Bullets is um, Superman lands in Gotham because the Martha and Jonathan Wayne. Not Jonathan Wayne. Uh, <laughs> Bruce's Kent? dad. Oh, um, Thomas. Thomas. Thomas Wayne. Martha and Thomas Wayne can't have a child. The Kents or the Waynes find uh, baby 
Superman, raise him to be their own. They still die in the alley. Ugh. So bat, so you have Superman with the powers of Superman, but with the anger and oh, angst awesome. of, of Batman. You have a flying, super-powered Batman. That's a very good book. Um, but so the Elseworlds. I guess the they didn't really kind of do an Elseworlds in this, but they what they did is like, what if Barry was Flash, or what if Barry was was Green Arrow, and what if uh, Air, Green Arrow was Flash? Yeah, Oliver was Flash. Like, what would that look like? So it's kind of the same, not quite the same. They could have used a different title for yeah. it. Yeah, but last year we already had Crisis on Infinite Earth, or we had Crisis on Earth X. Next year, I'm sure that they already had that planned out. They were like, we're going to do Crisis on Infinite Earth. So this year, if they did Crisis on Multiple Earths, it might have got a little too confusing, so they just did Elseworlds. All right. I'm guessing that's what it could have been. Now, they did say, I guess it did come out that they were going to call it Identity Crisis. Now, or at least at one point, they were calling it Identity Crisis. Identity Crisis would make sense in name only because, obviously, the two of them have swapped identities. Right. Yeah. But Identity Crisis in the comic book universe was a huge story. Yeah, that was a story about what the JLA means. You know who has who's right and who's wrong amongst superheroes. It was essentially their civil war. If you knew, if you know what Marvel Civil War is, wow. Yeah, uh, it split it split the Justice League in half. It made Batman essentially like it's the reason why Batman has all the contingency plans against all the other superheroes. Like it's the yeah. kind of thing. Uh, so. Calling it Elseworlds was, I, I think, was a weird move, but it was, but it works out kinda. Yeah, it does make it, I guess, confusing for you know the casual viewer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Uh, any other? What's some of the other big things that you saw that you really enjoyed or want to talk about? Uh, man, I'm just a little bit sad that we didn't get to see any uh, other Batman villains on there. We just saw the slates, and even yeah. when they broke out, we didn't get to see them. Yeah, I thought we were gonna get to see them when they broke out, especially like. The fact that they threw up Basil Carlo. Well, they called it Carlo. It's supposed to be Karlov, but it's it's okay. That's Clayface. Clayface. I mean, obviously, they probably already spent a lot of money on on special effects, and yeah. Clayface would have been thing. But I, that has to mean that he's going to be a bigger part in Batwoman when that show comes out, right? True. Or uh, you know, who's to say that he didn't escape already? And you know, since he can shapeshift, right? Uh, That's true. He could he could have escaped. He could have escaped. We don't know. Do you think? Do you think Oliver, as the Flash, running around throwing everybody back into their cells, was like throwing them in the right cells? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> also, he he puts um, Barry into the Green Arrow outfit. Like he switches he switches out outfits. Does that mean he saw naked Barry? Maybe down to his boxers. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's just true. Oh shit, that's funny too, because uh, freaking uh, Barry had all 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 these scars and tattoos. That's true, he did, and he had all his abs. <laughs> <laughs> he got to do his own salmon ladder. Yep. And he was like, "I love this," and you could tell that it wasn't like Grant wasn't actually doing the salmon ladder because they weren't filming from the <laughs> waist down. So that was pretty cool. But uh, I did want to bring this up. They finally answered the thing that all the TV show fans have been clamoring about forever. There are toilets. There are toilets <laughs> in the pipeline cells. That is hilarious. So you just kick a door and the toilet pops out. So everybody who's always like, how can you keep people in there? There's no toilet. Where are they shitting? Where are they peeing? <laughs> there is a toilet. Yep. 
I wasn't expecting it. It's straight up answer to fans, to, to, to fanboys and fangirls everywhere. And that's how they broke out of jail. And that's how they broke out of jail. And that's why you don't have a toilet in there. Yep. Like, you, apparently you back up the toilet and it it short-circuited out the, the wiring of the cell, which then, then... got loose. Yeah. I don't know how that exactly that worked. But it worked. I don't know. It, it, it was a thing. I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know that there's toilets in there now. Do you think um, the show or this episode could have... Uh, or this event could have benefited from from one more episode. Yes, I think so too. I think so too, and and you know what? I, it would have been a legends episode. Yep, and I would have been happy <laughs> with that. So would I. <laughs> could you imagine what like Mick would have been doing in that? I, I it, thought he was one of the cops, and the you oh, know. that's right. So let me bring that up. Uh, earlier in that episode, uh, you see. Deathstroke's son, Grant right. Grant Wolfman. Now they they call him Wolfman because of um, Dave Wolfman creating Deathstroke. Right, Marv Wolfman. Well, Mar- I'm sorry, yeah, Marv Wolfman. Why did I say <laughs> Dave? Oh, it's because it's Dave uh, Dave Gibbons. Um, but so they, do you think it was they they went with Grant because they couldn't get um, uh, what's the guy who plays Deathstroke? Oh, Manu Bennett. Manu Bennett to come back? Maybe. Because in the episode, it's in the regular world, and Deathstroke's a bad guy. But the last yeah. time we saw Manu Bennett as Deathstroke, he was trying to be a good guy, trying to help his son. Yeah, but I thought he was talking about Joe at that time. Was it Joe? I think so. He's so, like, oh, I'm going to find my son Joe. It's the other son. Yeah. Yeah, because Grant was too far gone. Right. Right, okay. Uh. So which was the one that we saw in the future that was going up against That was um that was the son from regular regular Earth. Grant? Yeah. That okay. Was Grant. That was Grant. Okay. So yeah, if do you think it was because they couldn't get Manu Bennett to come back and be a bad guy? <sighs> yeah. Probably. I mean it makes sense, right? Yeah. Why would you just go with the, the son? Why right. would he? Why is he all of a sudden a bad guy in you know around there and, and doing that stuff? Because they and they never brought him up before and up until this and point. Until this point, exactly. So, yeah, we have uh, Malcolm Merlin coming back. John yeah. Perlman. Uh, at first, he's just back as an as a hallucination, which is yeah. kind of cool. But then, when they rewrite <laughs> reality, he's a cop because, of course, why Ollie. would Ollie would want to wouldn't want to have to go up against him? Yeah. And Diaz is there, so that's that's all. Actually, all three of those guys are are Arrow bad guys. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. They're all three cops. Um, but uh, Oliver had to fight Barry's fear, which was Eobarthon. Right. And now this was in Arkham Asylum, which I thought was interesting because Scarecrow's fear toxins. Falls out of a box, which you know, it's why is this not more securely like placed? The other thing is, it's a bunch of liquid. Why is it turning into gas? Oh, lots of lots of liquids do that though. Okay, whatever then. But why didn't it affect Caitlin? Like a lot of it broke, and she's in oh, the same that's room. Right. But Caitlin's like, "What are you guys doing?" Kind of thing. But we know it's Oliver. Oliver is the one that's having the hallucination of. Reverse Flash. Right. Shouldn't he be having the, the That's hallucination That's what I was of, thinking, too, when I was watching it. Right? They should have had um, each other's, you know. But they did have each other's. They I had mean, each other's fears, but they should have had their own. Right. Should've but obviously, own. in this timeline, 
Oliver would have went up against Reverse Flash, Reverse Flash and Barry would have went up against Mark Merlin. Malcolm Merlin. But they don't have those memories. So that's why I, I, I like, know. I don't understand why it, it did that, but it was kind of cool because it gave them a reason to be like, I understand what you went through. I understand what, you know, what it is that because of I, I faced your fear, I know what it is to be you kind of thing. Right. And I know what you can handle and what you can. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it was a big part of this, of to progress the story, but it just felt like it was weird. Yeah. Definitely a little bit weird. Uh, who? What else did we get from the? What was the the big hammer that Lois had? I don't know. I think it might be the hammer that Seal uses. It that's the only explanation, right? Right. I mean, I couldn't think of anything else. So there was that talk of on the DC Universe uh, app when they yeah. were going to have Lois and Luther be a buddy cop kind of thing. Do you remember that discussion? Yeah. They were going to have a show, but that eventually got canceled. I always thought that they, instead of having Lois be with Luther because they wanted a science person, they should have had her be with John Henry Irons to solve crimes that Luther was committing using science. Oh, that would have been awesome. So if, that, if they were able to pull that from my brain, and this is an allusion to that, <laughs> more power to it. But yeah, because they really made that hammer seem like it was like Thor's hammer. It right. made it feel like Mjolnir. But... What would that have anything to do in, in this universe? Right. There's no big explanation. So it has to be John Henry Iron's steel, steel hammer. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Because, I mean, even though it's kind of did look different from, you know, the traditional hammer he has. It does. It does look different. But, yeah. It's, it, but it had the same effects. <laughs> it did. And it was very powerful. It was able to knock a beam down that has the ability to re re create reality right and um knock down you know create an earthquake basically too so what do you think the blue because we saw um ollie knock back a green kryptonite arrow right when he comes back after talking to the monitor it's a blue glowing arrow are we supposed to believe that's blue kryptonite why why use blue kryptonite though do you know what blue kryptonite does no i don't either Okay. I forget. Well, I, I know Supergirl created kryptonite colors, too, so maybe they're just creating kryptonite. I, I want to say the blue kryptonite is the one that hurts um, Bizarro, and I don't but know. he's not Bizarro. He's not Bizarro. I know. So uh, I don't know what it... But they did... That one lady does scream out Bizarro yeah. when they're fighting, but I assume that's because they think the actual Superman is Bizarro. Right. So I'm assuming he wears those... Same colored clothes and not the black clothes. Uh, <laughs> I guess if if Bizarro exists in the world that uh, John Deegan has created, he does. Um, okay, what effect does Blue Kryptonite have on Superman? Blue Kryptonite is th- is the Bizarro analog uh, of Green Kryptonite. Oh, you're right. It has it had the healing fact. Uh, it has had healing effects on Superman. In Smallville, it suppressed it. suppresses kryptonite, Kryptonian powers, and removes their sensitivity to green kryptonite. It can also purify water. So, if we go with this, they essentially called John Deegan Superman Bizarro. Bizarro. Huh. Yeah, because yeah, I do remember in 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 Smallville, the TV show, Blue Kryptonite takes away his powers. Okay, like. Uh, momentarily. It's not like gold kryptonite in the comic books that takes away your powers completely. Wow. 
Yeah, forever. So I'm guessing that's what what was that what what that meant. All right, is that he's supposed to be like a Bizarro? All right. So uh, anything else? What what else are we looking at as we as we wrap up here? Uh, we there was lots of lots of nods to Superman uh, the movie. Yeah. We had uh, Cisco doing his best Scarface impression. <laughs> Can uh, I say you get touchy? <laughs> it's Mr. Ramon to you. Uh, oh, Jimmy was oh, his right. his bodyguard thug. That was kind of funny. Um, Green Arrow is the original vigilante in right. the universe. Uh, so it's even though Oliver doesn't believe in Batman, he still wants to, he <laughs> wants people to know that he was there first. Right. Uh, Christopher Nolan and Tim Burton had a shout out in Gotham. Yep. Uh, the the Shakespeare bust bust was in the the office of Bruce Wayne's. So that's from the 1966 Batman. Uh, the showrunner of, <laughs> He's in of Arrow is in Arkham. You saw Guggenheim M. The Trigger Twins apparently are comic book characters. We just I there's there must be they're such a deep cut that I don't even know about them. Probably from the 40s and 50s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we had the Quantum Leap references. The Book of Destiny was there. it's the Red book. Red Skies. <laughs> uh, Ivo and uh, Amazo, which I thought was great. If we bring in more Ivo stuff, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Smallville theme music. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, an elongated man making the the reference to the fact that this is it's not even a Tuesday because you, weird stuff probably happens to them on Tuesdays because that's the the day oh, it, Flash the arrows it's yeah self aware it's self aware oh the big thing so the sketch that Oliver draws at super speed oh that was awesome that was drawn by Jim Lee yeah who currently is the publisher for DC Comics oh. no 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 he's moved up now he took um. He took Jeff John's old job of being chief creative officer, I want to say. Something like that. So, yeah, he's... He's moved up. He's, he's a really big dude in, in DC Comics and an amazing artist. So yes, he is. the fact that, you know, the art that they used in the episode was his was pretty cool. Cool. Anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? How long you, do you think it, uh, it took him to look at the actors and then just jot it down? <laughs> I don't think it took him that long. If you've ever watched his like live drawings on YouTube and stuff yeah. like that, it, he does it so fucking quick. Um, he was doing this um, charity awareness thing for probably Heroes Initiative. I think so. Something with uh, Todd Mc- him and Todd McFarlane uh, were were hosting together, mm-hmm. and yeah, Batman. He drew it probably in like two three minutes. Yeah, it's it's insane, and he's really really good. <laughs> <laughs> Can't express that enough. So. There were definitely uh, okay. The one thing we didn't talk about, and we're gonna talk about it briefly. Uh, Ruby Rose, Ruby Rose is is Batwoman. I said this before, I saw, and I'm saying it now. Now that I've watched it, I think they did a real disservice of getting Ruby Rose as the actress to play Kate Kane. I don't think she's a good actress. I've seen the movies that she's in. She's in Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. She's the Meg. In, she's in the Meg. I didn't watch the Meg, so I can't I can't talk about that one. But she's in uh, John Wick Two. She's in, uh, what was the other thing? Uh, um, I know she's in Orange is the New Black. Orange that, is the New Black. That's yeah. probably one of the reasons why they got her. It has to be. And and 
so the other thing is that she uh, Ruby Rose herself is a, a lesbian, an outed lesbian, oh, and okay. Kate Kane is uh, an outed lesbian in the comic books. Right. So it was very important to get a le- lesbian lady to play a le- lesbian character. Okay. And I feel like they could have found somebody better. I I totally agree. Uh, Ruby Rose, maybe she's gonna get better with time with with her own show. I just didn't see it. I didn't see it either, and um, she was delivering some of the dialogue the the exact same way, same you know exact impression, and even with the whole you know, uh, uh, Kane told you get out of town. She didn't even say it in like a different a, voice. Right. Right. She sounds exactly like, uh, uh, Kate Kane. Yeah. So uh, Barry or not either, not Barry, but, uh, Oliver should have been like, ah, oh, well, I know who it is yeah. now. Like the only person who knows is, is Kara. Right. Because Kara on her earth knows that Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person. Cause she even makes a comment that her cousin hangs out with, with Kate's cousin. Right. So she, so then she also says, "Oh, I know you're Kate Kane under there." Not in those words, but he says, "But, but because of X-ray vision." It's like, well, did you really need to say it that way? Because yeah. we we know you know. But I thought it was interesting that she did keep it a secret from Barry and Oliver, like because right. it's not her her place her to place say. to say, yeah. Uh, and then she also hits on Kara, yeah. <laughs> which was funny. Like it really makes Kara uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I think that's that's everything that we want to say. If we if we need to come back to it, we might come back to it at the, in the new year, just like we did last time. I'm sure, something will come back up, and we're like, oh hey, we missed this. Yeah, there, there, there's lots to talk about with this. Maybe on another reviewing. Maybe we'll bring Jamar back. Yeah, like we did last year. We'll ask him. We'll ask him. <laughs> cool. All right, everybody. So uh, we will be back. We will have more I episodes uh, consistently, and and be back. Stick with us. We will we'll be here. We'll be talking. We'll be bringing your news because there's lots of uh, high, uh, casting news that's been happening. So much. So it's it's gonna be great to to do. And then uh, I will talk about Titans because I've been watching that. All right. Uh, we're gonna have Runaways come out here, season two, uh, pretty oh, that's soon. That's right. I forgot that got renewed. We're gonna have. Uh, there's so much. I, you know, there's just it's it's gonna be hard for us to talk about all these things again. We even we even dropping stuff. We don't we don't talk about Legion. We don't yep. talk about uh, Gifted. So there's all kinds of stuff that we aren't talking about, but it's probably for the best. It's for the best. <laughs> it's for the best. So if you want to talk to me, I am on Twitter as at Mitchipedia G E R. Daniel's also on Twitter as Super Commie Daniel. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> of the from the Geek Elite Radio Network on our website, geekleetradio.com. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geekly Radio Network saying always remember to geek Geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.